For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Gerhardt's back. The more things change, the more they stay the same. From NJ1015.com, this is the new Jim Gerhardt Podcast. And again, Jim Gerhardt, along with Bob Williams. And uh, I tell you, Bob, my mind ends up after a week or so off. It's like putting, what, 50 pounds of stuff in a 20-pound bag. <laughs> if you want to explode, you're not sure exactly. You've got lots to say. To go. I, I tell you, I have uh, I learned a lesson that I'll pass on here uh, that maybe people haven't thought about. People who are, let's say, achieved a certain degree of maturity. <laughs> Getting old. <laughs> that I like uh, maturity better. Okay, maturity better. Uh, that it is unwise sometimes to forget the fact when you put in just so many years on Earth that you're not 20 years old anymore. Mm. And I'll explain that because that's what happened to me. And we'll talk a little bit about that. I, things that just jump out at you. Uh, the, one of the big stories, of course is this shooting in Jersey City. That is one of the most bizarre things. Horrific. It, well, it's horrific, but, but, the, but, but again, the bizarre. And, and one of the things that jumped out at me, and I, I thought this at the time, how sick can we as a society get that just hours after a horrendous murder and, and killings, the mayor, among the top priorities that the mayor comes out with, is that he's warning people against falling for scams on GoFundMe. Because apparently this is the expectation is now that there will be all kind of scams now raising money for victims. Because this, this uh, tragedy is certainly going to have a hopefully a wonderful outpouring of love for well, the families that are affected, especially for the police officers. Yeah, we are, Americans are very generous people. Yeah. That's what you want to do, uh, the outpouring of, uh, yeah. of, of concern. And you can't directly do anything, of course. Right. But so Americans, uh, and we do this at all levels. Uh, we... Uh, faced with a problem, you throw money at it. Yeah. And, and in this case, it's a good throwing of money. But watch out, because apparently the scams are going to be out there, and the scammers out there raising money for this, which is going to hurt because there will be legitimate uh, fundraisers for these people. Uh, but anyway, that, that is so bizarre. I tell you what, as long as the subject came up, uh, let me go to Dan Alexander, our ace news writer and reporter here. And Dan, what... Uh, as I said, this to me, it's, it's a horrendous tragedy for everybody involved in it, but it is such a bizarre story, and so many things are still open. Uh, questions about that. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of things that are... Well, the, pre the, the, the Attorney General has a press conference at noon today, Oh, so there may be some more questions that are answered regarding what happened, because there's a lot of questions in terms of this... this one thing that hasn't really been discussed by the Attorney General is that the cemetery where the officer was shot... Mm -hmm. What connection does that have to uh, the, the the whole incident? The incident as a whole obviously has something to do with store. that. And how were but the even, uh, how were the suspects confronted in the cemetery? What right, we don't know. And, and even before that, they are they are now think that they were involved in a murder before that over the weekend. And, yes. and right, there's no. At, at least as far as we know, it's very difficult to draw any kind of a connection. 
uh, to, to follow any dots here because it, it's so just out of the ordinary. Law, law enforcement sources have said that um, that the officer who was shot, Officer uh, Officer Seals, was investigating a um, was investigating that particular incident. And that's that's what led to his being shot. But again, we don't know. They have said that they have said that the two that, sh that the shooters were suspects in that case, but they haven't been too specific about it about j just what happened. And now, the now the, another thing that uh, uh, maybe this is somewhat cynical. I don't know, but the victims inside the store. There were three people. I think the uh, the the, uh, the two perpetrators. Yes were killed by police, they were inside the store, and also there were three dead people inside the store, store employees. Yes. Now, what my, my question would be, and I, God forbid this is true, have they determined how the other three people died? Again, they haven't gotten too specific about what happened in the store, except that they they said that the there's, there's video out there. I don't know if you've seen it, but there's basically the video of what what Mayor Fulop described yesterday was the van pulls up in front of the store. Mm -hmm. One person get the the uh, one man one of the shooters gets out. He's aiming his gun um, at the uh, store. He starts firing. Uh, the the the, the second, second the second shooter gets out behind. Um, one person you can see in the video races out the door, um, but in terms of what happened inside, mm -hmm. um, I mean, I saw we had some pictures courtesy of our uh, of uh, the Lakewood Scoop, and they had some pictures from the inside that showed a lot of bullet holes. There was a a, 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 a juice case that was yes. the glass was all broken out. Well, this is this is the question here, and this this is the terrible thing with all the shooting coming from outside by law enforcement in. Mm -hmm. Is it possible that some of these, and occasionally in some of these cases, people do die from what the uh, friendly fire? Yes, yeah. yeah. well, you call it, in the crossfire. The, we know the attorney general's office is involved in the investigation, and that is required by state law mm -hmm. uh, when there's an, when there's an officer involved uh, shooting. Uh, of an officer on duty, and, and there's a fatality. So, mm -hmm. um, but the, that's the, part that's part of the puzzle, so to speak. And the big so, so, oh, 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 I'm sorry, but, but but all of these questions now. Hopefully, the attorney general will come up with some because right now, and, and another one of the mysteries is who were these people, the uh, the uh, the shooters, and why, and was what it, was their was background? It, was it a biased or hate crime? Hmm? That's the that's another big question. Is it to be determined? Was it? A, was well, it a hate one crime? of the was stories, and this may be a bizarre story, that these people belong to a a, a black Jewish sect. Have you? Yes. Okay, you know that. that yep. That that's that's again. That's something that the attorney and, general and has done. And they were kind of at war with the ortho. No, I don't mean orthodox with a big O, but, but with the orthodox Judaism, mm -hmm. which they felt was some false doctrine, and they yep. had the true doctrine. And whether that played into it, which would make it, I guess, technically, it would have to be a hate crime. And, and I also heard that um, uh, a lot of the, um, the, the Orthodox sect have uh, moved in from Brooklyn, and yeah. it's a recent, um, so, recent neighborhood well, building. It's a, it's a neighborhood that, to, to, build, to, to Bob's point, yeah, it's a neighborhood that's really kind of, kind of come, into, come into its own as a Jewish neighborhood in the past couple of years. Uh, from what I've read, this grocery was sort of the center of that, uh, of that redevelopment. And to, to, uh, to, Bob, uh, to what um, Jim was saying, 
Uh, David Mathel, our reporter, is working today uh, to look into a little bit more, more about that sect that the shooters belong to. And one of the things that uh, he found was that there's a lot of different fragmented there's no like one overriding group. It's like mm -hmm. a lot of splintered off groups mm -hmm. that make up this. So we're trying. He, yeah. One of the things he's working on today is to figure out which one they might have belonged to. So there's definitely a divide of opinion. If it was a hate well. crime, the mayor's come out and said it is definitely a hate crime. The New York mayor has come out and, and corroborated that theory. Mm -hmm. But uh, at this point, but, but who is like, hating whom? I mean, right. But Jim. Jim what, but, what's the source uh, of the hatred? But the, the AG is still not mm -hmm. committing to that. Okay. So again, uh, one of the ironies here is that uh, we were talking about this on Thursday morning. And afternoon today, if we get more information from the Attorney General, then some of these questions will hopefully be answered. Yes. But at this point, we're, we're speculating. Okay, moving on. I, I had mentioned, and I thought I would uh, give a little background of my recent affliction here. Right. Um, I'm operating had, on about quite a, a, quite half a, a tank. Yeah. It's been quite a two weeks. Yeah, yeah what I was uh, going about my normal life uh, which is centered largely about my lot, my you know, stately Gerhard Matter doing, doing. Very active out there. Yeah. And so I was beginning to feel what the uh, horse people in the horse business, you say, well, a horse is a little off his feed, which means you feel, you know, not, not up to par. You know, you're not operating at a, with, with a full tank. And uh, I feel a little weak and, uh, you know, just, just don't feel right. I said, okay, what I need is hard physical energy, uh, exercise. So I went into a period of a few days there. And I had ordered and brought in some big uh, blocks to build a wall, also big 50-pound bags of marble chips to put on garden beds and uh, pathways and the like. And so I was out there, I was lifting these, and I made a big wall, uh, walling off a new sort of a parking area uh, with, with a platter in it, with these big, uh, I think they were 45-pound blocks. And I must have done a hundred or so of those. You carry them from the pallet, you know, across the yard, stack it up. Then you run over, and I'm carrying these 50-pound bags of, of marble gravel. No one's helping you. You're by yourself. Oh, no. I mean, it's just me. Okay. Uh, you know, dogs are watching. They <laughs> have very little help. And so I was uh, doing that, lifting all that. And the marble bags, they were 63, comes in a pallet. It's about 50 pounds apiece. So each one, I had picked up these 50 pounds, carried from the pallet across the yard, sometimes to the far corners and dumping it, you know, where I wanted it. And I went into that. Also, uh, at the same time, the town's day or the week to pick up leaves uh, was coming up. So I had to get the leaves out. So I, uh, and I have a lot of leaves in the yard, there are huge trees around, but many of them are not mine. They're neighbor's mm -hmm. trees, but the leaves fall in my yard. So I got, and I went out and I got one of these huge industrial style leaf blowers, you know, with a backpack that's about 40 pounds. And I'm down there, in addition to this other stuff, blowing, carrying that thing around. And then there were some other activities, too. Then when I got through that, I said, well, you know, I think I'll go up and I'll do, uh, do a half hour on the rowing machine. So what happened was, uh, again, in the mistaken belief that I was 25, oh. I ended up doing some uh, uh, with stress on the heart. Yeah. And I just coincidentally, I had an appointment, regular routine appointment with a cardiologist. 16 years ago, I had a bout of what they call atrial flutter. And atrial flutter is not exactly a heart problem. It's a, an electrical problem yes. in which the electrical signal that comes to the heart that controls the beat just gets out of control. And instead of, uh, you know, your heart, you know, boom, 
boom, boom, it's all over the yeah. place. And it weakens you quite a bit. Uh, the big danger from it, though, is, is blood clotting. The danger right. is of a stroke because this way the blood may not all getting pumped out of the atria, and so it could clot in there. And if a right. clot breaks loose, then God, you're gone. Yeah. And I went around like that for a considerable amount of time, not knowing it, but I just coincidentally had an appointment with a cardiologist uh, coming up my routine after the, you know, the 16-year-ago seizure I had. And uh, so I went up to the cardiologist, and everything was fine, except I'm a little weak when I get out of the car. And I went in, and they put, did the electrocardiogram, and the doctor comes running in and says, yeah, you're back in atrial flutter again. So that's how I found out about it. But I've been doing all of this stuff with that condition, which, which sort of weakens everything. Yeah. And so uh, I was told at the first, see, they changed the techniques. The first time I did this, they put you right in the hospital. I and mean, you had to spend at least three days. You're taking blood every four hours. Yeah. Unhappily, they sent me to what's called a teaching hospital, where the people taking the blood, especially at night, were students and kids. They didn't know what they were doing. So, you know... Oh, uh, so they're fishing for the vein. Oh, they're fishing. You know how that is. Oh, That's been terrible. there. Been they there, start. done that. Yeah. Not good. And so finally, after about three days, I got, I got tired of it, and I put a sign on the door of my room saying, all out of blood, come back Monday. <laughs> and damned if they didn't do it. <laughs> they, they didn't come back. <laughs> but, but they have to set, you know, dosages they're, they're looking for. So, uh, but this time, they apparently put you on medication which is a heck of a lot easier and you don't go to the hospital right away. So I had to go to the hospital, but it was set up a week later for what they called an electroconversion, when they put uh, uh, electrodes on front and the back and they shock you and they give you electrical shock. And that restores, hopefully, the heart to a normal rhythm. Well, it worked on me when I went. But before that, I had a week of, on medication and with the orders do not... Uh, do any exercise, do not do any strenuous activity, and in other words... And stay just, away from those 50-pound bags of rock. Yeah, and, and just be a squash. So what do you do uh, in America when you have a week to kill before they're going to do anything, and you can't do any physical activity? What you do is turn on the television. Oh, boy. <laughs> but what I found out, what I did was I uh, uh, Netflix, which I happen to have, didn't use that much before. They have documentaries. Just, oh, yeah. do you have Netflix? Yes, fabulous well, stuff. You know, the, the documentaries are tremendous. So I started watching those documentaries and learned things that I, I'm not sure I'm happy knowing I didn't know before about how we are actually destroying the earth. Mm -hmm. So I, I got a list of things here. I, I just, just want to read some of these that I found out challenges that we have. And this is what came out of my affliction. Uh, so the uh, plastic is covering everything, just about covered the earth. And you should see some of these pictures of it you wouldn't believe. And we are still going on, keep on grinding it out more every year. Now in New Jersey in the legislature, Dan, I think this is correct, they are debating now a ban on plastic bags. Plastic bags. That's yes. supposed to be the, voted uh, on today, what is it? Yes, I believe so. Single-use plastic yeah. bags in the supermarkets. But but if they ban every plastic bag, I mean, that's just part of it. And, and the thing is that everything we've used before is still there. It doesn't go anywhere. And where it goes would make your toenails curl up. You we know? won't be adding to it, apparently. I, I guess the theory is that we won't be adding to it. Yeah. There was a... Uh, I, I thought about this. Would you see some of this, the earth and the oceans and all being covered with plastic, which ain't going anywhere. It's always going to be there, and it's certainly diminishing our 
uh, supply of water, the uh, sea life, the food that comes yeah. from the sea. But unfortunately, you've probably seen that uh, this country is probably just a portion Oh of yeah, the, of the, uh, sure. the cause of of oh, the worldwide oh, yeah, pollution. Yeah, sure, I'm not pointing it. Well, we we are a big part, but certainly we're not the only part. But I was thinking there there was a piece one time I saw in a magazine called Mystery Motel, and the premise of the piece was that in some future day, this would be a thousand years, maybe or hundreds of years from now, archaeologists were digging into the earth, which had been destroyed for for the most part. And the reason it was destroyed that everybody woke up one morning and there was uh, eight feet deep in junk mail, the whole earth. <laughs> <laughs> and they were digging down into this. And they dug in. One of the first things the archaeologists dug into was a motel. And this was the mystery motel. And they were trying to decide what these things in this motel had been to ancient man. And one, the only thing I remember distinctly, the toilet lid, they decide was a ceremonial religious piece the priest put around his neck <laughs> <laughs> during, during a service. And they went through all of these, these, these things that we have now in that regard. But anyway, it ain't funny uh, what, what's happening with this. The next thing that you don't think about, and I think as I mentioned to you earlier this morning, uh, the, apparently the extinction, that what is it, the sixth extinction or the fifth, whatever it is that they expect, the end of life uh, like the, with the dinosaurs, I think is not going to come by an asteroid hit. It's unlikely that it's going to come by the time the sea rises from global warming. It's not going to be uh, a global pandemic, and it's not going to be, what else, a volcanic action. It's going to be bacon. Really? Well, the bacon, the, do you realize animal agriculture <laughs> is something you don't think about very much? But animal agriculture is doing more to destroy the earth than anything. The, uh, the, it's consuming 80% of the food produced in the world, the non-animal food. 80% of it goes to feed the uh, animal agriculture, which would be beef, uh, lamb, chicken, you know, everything. And uh, there's enough food. <laughs> it, it's kind of ironic. You see a shot of, of people in uh, some countries, third world or African countries, with, where there's a famine, people starving, and then you juxtapose that with a point where they're just throwing <laughs> bushels and bushels of feed at the hogs. <laughs> now, one company, uh, the uh, one, uh, yeah, here we go about pigs. I'll just stick with pigs for a while. Uh, there are an estimated 73 million pigs in the country. And this, is, this doesn't include pets, <laughs> I guess. These, these are being raised for food. And uh, it's the income to the industry is $11 billion, $11.1 billion a year. Wow. Now, one company, Smithfield, apparently has at any one moment 15 million pigs in its holding places. Hmm. Now, a pig, you see, you don't think about this, but a pig poops 10 times more volume than a human in a day. <laughs> so the question arises, if you've got 15 million pigs, and, and one of the facilities in North Carolina is so big that they kill 32,000 pigs a day. So you can imagine how many pigs there are you know, going into the week crazy. that they have there. And what do they do with the, uh, the, the stuff, the, 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 uh, the scatological produce of the pigs? Well, it goes either out on the land or goes into the water. And this is growing all the time. One of the reasons 
Well, that they are uh, burning down and destroying the uh, the rainforest in the Amazon is to clear land for animal agriculture, so they can raise more cattle, pigs, you know, hmm. and, and you know, I guess whatever. Uh, and so it's a double-edged thing. They're, they're, uh, they're depleting the world's supply of oxygen <laughs> to produce pig poop, uh, well, which we see wrapped in the stores and you don't really think about. And one of the ironies of this is the Smithfield, the company, it's owned by China. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe this is Mao's revenge. <laughs> that, uh, oh, my goodness. But anyway, there, there is a laundry list of things going on. And this is uh, a shrinking water supply, potable water supply. Some places are running out. California is in a real crisis right now. And this is because the large corporations have, have, have uh, managed to corner the market for water, <laughs> yeah. which in California is not a right of everybody. You know, you can own it. Uh, and so, uh, oh, as another thing uh, that I don't have the exact figure uh, in uh, Florida, the Nestle Company, for their bottled waters, right. they have, for a $125 license, they have the right to take millions of gallons of water out of the aquifer <laughs> oh. for their thing. Interesting. And what happens eventually, like in California, it's happening, when they, when they pump all the water out for this big corporate agriculture, this is not the, you know, the, the plant agriculture they have there, the nuts, the fruits, and everything. When they pump the water out of the ground because they don't have enough coming in and rain, and the fall off is, is down from the, uh, from the Rockies, you know, with the, the, the melt from the, uh, the glaciers. They don't have as much coming down now because of the warming. And, and so they, the land under there where the aquifer was starts sinking. Now, if you take that, put a New Jersey spin on it, we have one of the largest aquifers in the world in South Jersey, the Pinelands, which is why they have the Pinelands rules and regulations and the laws and the like uh, to try to preserve that. But if some emergency happens and the whole country starts pumping water out of the New Jersey aquifer, South Jersey's going to go. Yes. <laughs> South Jersey's going to drop into a hole. <laughs> yeah. All right. Climate. Now do you, now do you drink um, bottled water? or do I, Oh, no, no. I don't, I don't drink bottled water. We have a, uh, it's called an East Spring. It's a purifier. I think Amana makes it. And it's, it's ultraviolet and all kind of stuff. Then we take that and we run it through another purifier, which takes lead out. Okay. And so, and even the dogs. Because we, we use bottled water, but we do notice a difference in the different brands of the manufacturers of the bottled water. I mean, mm. coupled with um, a little bit of additives like Dasani. My wife loves Dasani water. I don't know what it is. It's the flavoring or whatever. Uh -huh. But it's not completely spring water. It's a filtered uh, additive That's, water. There was a company, I believe it was in England, one of the big ones, they found out they were just putting regular London tap water. Right. Well, some of them, that? Yeah, some of so them you do don't that. know. You never like know. Like some of the manufacturers, they say we're going through a local uh, spring here in such and such Pennsylvania or something yeah. like that. I don't trust the water. I'm not trying to point fingers. I'm sure people are doing the best they can yeah. in, in New Jersey. But, uh, no, I, I wouldn't trust it at all, and it's sort of uh, unfortunate that you have to bathe in it, but, you know, what are you going to do? And what about you in uh, the plastic bags? Is that going to affect you with your shopping? Oh, I think it's about time. No, I'm all for that. It's going to be, you know, be inconvenient. I, you know, I don't know this. If, when you bring your own bag, if you do the self-checkout, yeah. they check it by weight. Yep. Now, with the plastic bag, presumably, is accounted for or has no weight. But if you bring your bag in, does that tip the scales or... 
Do you know? Uh, well, it, it's an interesting question, but already, like, you can get a you can get a reusable bag now. Yes. Like the the like at Wegmans, we, my wife and I have a couple from Wegmans. Mm-hmm. We do that too. And I think it, it may take into account, like, when you put it on well, the when you put it on a scale, it may take into account that it's a pla- that it's a vinyl bag versus. Have, a, have you uh, used it with the self checkout? Yeah. Oh, okay, so th- yeah. then it's safe. I was. Oh yeah. Talking about for like produce and things like oh, yeah. that, or just to buy just a regular. Well, anything food you buy, items. if you go through the self. Uh, you know, well, you check have out to check machines. them all out individually. You have to check them out individually, right. sure. And, and it, 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 it measures, the computer measures it by the weight of the object. Uh, the, right, for, uh, for vegetables and fruits and, and items like that. But yeah. Like for like a box of and cereal. If you put, well, I think everybody's done this. You put something in the bag and the machine says, you know, they can't take or remove it from the bag. or right. Then you have to call the person over to show him you, right. you're innocent. But, but Spadia, he um, he went out in advance of this uh, ban going into effect, being voted on. He went out and ordered uh, like uh, 500 or 1,000 plastic bags in a box off of Amazon. So he's well, got his supply of bags. I'm, su- I'm, su- I'm surprised at Bill. He's <laughs> one of my heroes now from what he's doing in the morning. Except that, except that. No, I, I think it has to happen. It's going to be inconvenient. It, it has to happen. Yeah. Uh, and so... I, I'm all for that. I wish they'd ban more single-use plastics. Now, have you got? Have you done? Uh, have you done what Dan and our family does? Get the uh, reusable bags? No, have I haven't yet. Oh, you haven't? They're well, I have them. Good. I have them, but I haven't used it. I think uh, they cost about four or five bucks, uh-huh. and you get like two sacks in each bag. So basically, uh-huh. with three bags, you're coming home with six with six uh, satchels. Well, I've seen people to use them. I'm a, I'm a vegetarian. Right. And so I, you know, load up with a lot of produce. I don't per, have those, much. Those are the perfect produce. bags for it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, we'll do that. Bags, but right. anyway, okay, so I, I should start cooperating myself. <laughs> but I'm not going to buy any bags from Amazon. Shame on you, Bill. <laughs> the, um, <laughs> I, yeah, if, if you could just see uh, some of the stuff that goes on. I got two. I, I got two uh, documentaries here. I just want to suggest to everybody, uh, and Netflix has these. One is called The Game Changers, and this is fairly a new thing. It got a lot of attention. It's produced by Arnold Schwarzenegger and Leonardo DiCaprio, both of whom are much involved in conservation. In fact, Leo DiCaprio is so involved in conservation, the governor of Brazil is blaming him for the forest fires in the Amazon. (laughs) Honest to God, the president of Brazil, when people are criticizing because Brazil is allowing developers to burn down huge areas of the Amazon to clear it for animal agriculture and, and soybean production. And so the question comes up, well, who's starting all the fires? Because the government claims, well, we're not really allowing this. These are rogues. And so the president of Brazil said it was Leo, is that his name? DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio, the actor, yeah. is coming down there and setting fires. <laughs> That's okay. the official government line. But anyway, this is called The Game Changers. Another one that will, again, scare the bedickens out of you is a documentary called What the Health. Now oh, I you think can, I've seen a couple You can of Google these up. Yeah. And, and this deals largely with much of the problems, the ravaging, uh, the rape of the earth is done by large corporations who are in business to make a profit. They're not in business to have concern about your health or the, the, uh, what the, the, their, their product, whether their product is good or bad for you. It's to produce revenue for their investors. 
and some of the stuff that's going on is amazing, and they can get away with it because the regulatory uh, agencies that are supposed to watch this are actually in the employ, by and large, of the corporations. And, for example, in one case, when there was a big lawsuit going on against uh, DuPont, and this was for the uh, uh, people who had gotten terribly sick from the results of the, uh, the, uh, the manufacture of Teflon. I don't know if you remember that. That was a big thing back in the 90s. And the, uh, the runoff from that was causing people to die, was causing huge illnesses, wiping out cattle flocks and everything. The residue, liquid residue running down uh, and polluting rivers and water in the water supply. And the company, uh, when the, uh, the uh, federal, uh, or the EPA, Environmental Protection Agency, according to the story now, the Environmental Protection Agency was supposed to regulate this instead of stopping it. They got a memo from uh, DuPont saying, look, the only way to stop this attack on us is for you to declare that this product is safe. So immediately, the government declared the product was safe. <laughs> And so who's calling the shots there? And so all of this plays into it, uh, and it's a mess that we're in. It is a, it is a real mess. Yeah. So uh, anyway, moving on. We'll get into more of that later. I said I was not going to try to get into anything terribly profound today, r- running on a half tank. I see you have uh, the, the Peloton television. Uh, that, now, that, that gets me. I, you're aware of that flap. I, and, Dan, you know the Peloton. Oh, yeah. The, now, here's a commercial. I remember seeing the commercial. I haven't looked it up since. As I recall, a man who's on camera for maybe three seconds, four seconds, no more than, no more than three or four seconds, and he's giving his wife this exercise bike for Christmas. And she's very happy, and she runs over and gets on the bike and starts pedaling. Innocent enough, right? So, so what? The man gives his wife a present, and she looked very, very trim, so I assume this is something she wanted. And she seemed so happy, she was thankful for it, so she must have said, I'd love to have one of these. All of a sudden, all hell breaks loose. And, and, and this is what because this... Fast, uh, for, oh. fast forward in the commercial a year later, and she thanked him for getting her, him, getting her that Peloton exercise yeah. bike. And she's grateful to him. Well, now, if she'd come out in the first part... You know, looking like she'd swallowed a cow. <laughs> right. You might say, well, he's just hitting that she should lose some weight. But that's not. But I mean, she was It looked fine. like she was already on an exercise and she's program. she's apparently and a very... Then, and then looks yeah. like she maybe wanted to take it very for fitness to an, the next level. Sure, trim, well-exercised person. Now, Dan, I'll ask you. No, I'm not. What was the problem? It was declared to be sexist and uh, uh, patriarchal, I, I think. What, what, what was people's problem with that? I think that there was one part of the video, one part of the commercial where she's with her husband and they're watching. Because part of the Peloton is you're, there's a video. You make a video of yourself while you're, while you're working out and you're working out with other people via video. Uh-huh. There's like a trainer that, that's running this workout uh, and then you can be riding your bike and there's someone in, you know, bought, you know there's someone else you know, in, in San Francisco that's running at the same t- using at the same time you are. And there's one point I believe where she looks at her husband kind of like appro- like approvingly, and um, like he's like she's looking for his approval, and you know, and there was also the fact that people did pick up on the fact that she was a trim woman to begin with. So yeah. there was, 
you know, the, thank you, honey. I was 116 before. But, she, she, now but, but obviously, and yeah. well, the assumption is that she wanted this. This yeah. is the thing, she, you know, because you're always asking your spouse, I of guess, course. and you know, what would you like for Christmas? Well, I know one thing. I, mean, I, I do. I do did. not buy my wife anything with an electrical cord, that has, <laughs> like an appliance or anything like that. Vacuums are out. All of that stuff. Well, now, is that on your initiative or hers? Because is oh, she afraid I, secretly you're going to electrocute her? No, <laughs> I think she let me know early on in our relationship. Don't get me anything with a plug that plugs into the wall. Huh. Very interesting. But anyway, you're back to the Peloton thing. What is the problem? Uh, does this mean that men are not supposed to get their wives' presents? Uh, because that is what uh, a patriarchal? Right. Uh, like on the I, other I, side, I suppose he showed up with, no. a, with a box of uh, Whitman chocolates. Well, that would be the same thing. But I mean, but apparently there's some kind of a, a, a lobby out there. Oh, here, I'm just reading a CNN story about this. Oh, okay. Yeah, good. Quote, critics have bashed the ad claiming it's sexist, relies on maritable, maritable stero, uh, stereotypes, and may even depict spousal abuse. Some people are so angry, and the actor who portrayed the husband shared his, his concerns about auditioning for the commercials for commercials in the future, saying it's he's been called quote a symbol of the patriarchy. <laughs> That's, you know, I, yeah, I, but his check cleared though. Uh, he's not giving his check as, back. As a result of this, and I, this is another thing, and I'll get into it another time because I think it was somewhat significant. I am uh, somehow uh, what reducing or resigning from a conservative stance, which I generally have taken for reasons that I've enumerated. Conservative, by definition, means that you want to preserve something, right? As opposed to the so-called progressive, which means change. You want to keep things pretty much the way they are at work. Well, mine was, and, and maybe yours too, Bob, is we wanted to keep things the way they were, not the way they are. And we are not where we were. Right. So whatever's going on out there, I have absolutely no interest in preserving it. <laughs> I, I would like to see the whole thing brought down. <laughs> My only problem is that the the people now, the political people all running and clamoring over each other for change, I don't like the people who are in the forefront of this. <laughs> I will not quarrel with the general idea of this green you know, policies because this, this, this stuff has to stop. Uh, we're not going to be here when the asteroid gets here. The asteroid will have wasted its time. It will have just hit a barren landscape because we will have extincted ourselves. So something's got to change. I just cannot abide the people who are pushing that. So, but, but again, look at it this way. Uh, if reasonable, rational people came out for this, nobody would pay any attention to them. You know, it would be sort of a low-keyed thing, and you'd sit down and you try to explain rationally how, look, we got to give up the plastics, we got to do something about this animal agriculture and other, and the poisons that are used. The uh, Our whole food supply is poisoned. No matter what you do, even if you go out and buy organic stuff, it had to grow in polluted air that's full of, of fallout from God knows what kind of chemicals and, of course, the radioactivity. Uh, I sound like some... Old Testament prophet who came out of the cave, you know, I put on my loincloth and preach, repent, repent. No, I mean, this is just practical stuff. Uh, and so if, if we don't do that, uh, and then we claim at the same time, we, we, oh, we love our kids. Well, we don't love our kids because this is what you're presenting them with. It's not going to be long before water is going to be, and it's said to be becoming the new oil. And this is what countries and corporations are investing in water. 
and water supply. And once there is a crisis, they're going to own it. And there's no government is not going to stop them and say, well, this is a right that everybody has to, to uh, potable, clean drinking water. Right. Not so. Uh, and, you, and you will be paying a huge amount for it. That's not far away. And you know the last time New Jersey created uh, man-made reservoirs? No. 1965, when they uh, drain, drain, um, when they submerged Round Valley Reservoir and Spruce Run up in huh. Hunterdon County. Those are the last uh, man-made reservoirs here in the state. Well, anyway, it doesn't look good, and something has to happen. Now, how you stop it, I do not know, because much of the world is in the control of these large corporations. And the corporations, the great, the, the what political, uh, uh, what cabals or, or cartels, uh, legal and illegal financial uh, machinations that go on. And they are controlling it because they're only interested in profit. Now, oh, here's another ironic thing that you'll find out if you go to some of these, uh, these documentaries. And that is that the organizations, these public service organizations that deal with various illnesses, they are actually promoting <laughs> the illness in a way because their major contributors are not you and me who might send a dollar or dime to this organization or, or that association. Uh, they're getting it from the businesses, the corporations who are producing the products that they claim they're raising the money to save you from. <laughs> now, you figure that one out. But that, that's true. You look at all these corporations, you know, heart, uh, what is it, diabetes and all, their contributors, the big contributors are the, are the companies that are alleged, anyway, that many think are causing the very problem they're supposed to be dealing with. There was one th shot on a website, and again, I don't want to point at a particular organization. It was, it was one, I, 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 whether it was a heart organization or, or diabetes, I'm not sure, but they had a healthy menu they had a healthy menu. Oh, oops. Uh, is that for you, Jim? I, uh, <laughs> is this I, your phone? I, I, I think that's the meat industry calling me and saying, shut up. <laughs> you know, as an aside, you know, again, you can, it is against the law, it's a crime to do anything, either do it or, or uh, 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 speech or all, that interferes with the profits of the meat industry. <laughs> Remember the big flap with Oprah they had that time over the hamburger? It came out of that to protect the industry. It is a crime. And not, not, a, not a civil thing that they, you can get fined for. You can go to jail if you badmouth the meat industry. <laughs> At least that is said by people who have, who have fallen victim to that. But again, just back to what I was saying to finish up the thought that one of these organizations that was supposed to stop, I, I believe it was uh, with cholesterol, had given as part of their healthy menu uh, shrimp wrapped in bacon. And shrimp is high in... Now, that is a cholesterol festival. Festival, yeah. And that's on the healthy menu, so it's like they're trying to get you, <laughs> maybe to perpetuate themselves, because they're profit-making companies, too. You know, they're paying their, their head to these things big bucks. It's a mess, folks, and uh, I'm sorry to sit here and play a game of ain't it awful, but, uh, you know, what I wanted to, oh, gosh, well, we've been well, going ne on. Next week, we have one more show before the end of the year, so okay. we'll talk about uh, what you were saying earlier, that uh, what was the, what are the biggest, because since we're coming into the end uh -huh. of the decade, we'll, we'll talk oh, about oh, yeah. uh, 
What are some of the biggest stories that have hit New Jersey in the last decade? What yeah. are the most profound yeah. uh, things that have hit? This That's was what? an interesting thing. I was sitting Friday night and said, okay, I know it's, it's, a, it's sort of a cliche thing that at the end of a year or the end of a decade, you, you come up and you ask people what were the big stories. I couldn't think of anything. And the, in the last 10 years, so you get... Uh, we have San- Sandy. You get Sandy. Right. And then you get... Uh, 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 Bridgegate. Right, Bridgegate, right. Like, name me another one, big story. I think that's pretty much it. <laughs> and, and then the, the corollary thought is that you come up with, what has government in New Jersey, the legislature, the governor, what has the government done for the state positively in the last 10 years, in this decade? Mm-hmm. Quick. <laughs> Damn. Not me. Uh, top of your head. Um, uh, 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 well, we have a week to okay. think about. Well, another thing I want to talk about later I'd like to get into is the uh, the state of New Jersey. Uh, well, it's not the state of New Jersey. I guess Rutgers, the State University of New Jersey. Rutgers has given the uh, new football coach a king's ransom, $4 million a year, plus about a million dollars in perks. And so this is in the hope that he is going to come back, Rick Chiara, and he is going to restore this football program. And he is going, and, and this, this is pushed mostly by alumni yep. who, for some reason, are associated with that. And they want to somehow get association with the football program. Now, whether Greg Sierra can turn this around, I don't know. It may be that they have been destroyed recruiting forever by the disgraceful performance they've had in the last two years because it's a laughing stock. I think everybody will admit that. But the thing is, here you get people, the alumni, and their association, their, their pride, if you want, somehow is associated with the, the, with the success of a football team. Now, and so they push this. Oh, I'm proud. I went to Rutgers, and we, you know, beat uh, Purdue University or something. Uh, This is an educational institution, my thought. And you would think that you would get your pride had I gone to Rutgers. You'd have some pride, and and you'd say, hey, Rutgers has uh, a Nobel Prize winner on their faculty. Rutgers has... uh, uh, 20 professors who have won big awards. We have made these discoveries. We have been in the advance of medical research and all of this research, scientific research. Great. No, it's the football team. (laughs) (laughs) And so I figured this out, and I'll get it again next week maybe. And I've got statistics here, figures on this. But essentially, if if the money that's being paid to the football coach would, in a year, the $4 million, you call it five, but let's stick with $4 million, would fund the education at $40,000 a year per student. It would fund 100 kids could have a free education no. or have an education on that amount. It would take a school teacher, the average school teacher's salary in New Jersey, it would take a school teacher uh, 71 and a half years of work to make as much as the football coach does in a year. Yeah. Now, who is doing the most for society? <laughs> if, if, if you could, if a Martian came down and you said, hey, look, here, here's a challenge for you. We got two people. One is a teacher, and the teacher instructs young people. It brings them into the world, explains the world to them, prepares them for their life in the world. It also is moral guidance to them to make them to be better people. 
Uh, and this person makes $72,000 a year, the average. On the other hand, we have another person who teaches kids how to throw a ball, and he gets $4 million a year. Uh, but, I mean, the Martian would be staggered. He said, no, 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 you're wrong. It's got to be the other way around <laughs> in, in sheer value. Right. Anyway, I don't mean to be cynical. I'd like to see them do well, too. But on the other hand, I think we were getting a little bit carried away. And, and of course, some of the, the people who are borrowing money are going to end up uh, with some of their funds going toward this whole thing. Yes. So, uh, yeah. anyway, something... Well, I said we'd talk about it next week. I already did, so... We'll find something. Next week, we'll think of something. Yes. And certainly, we thank you for your contributions here. Have a, have a great time. Gerhardt's back. The more things change, the more they stay the same. From NJ1015.com, this is the new Jim Gerhardt Podcast. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.